Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 132 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Jennifer Bland. Jennifer is a senior software engineer, speaker, author, host, and Google developers expert. She is also on the leadership team for Women Who Code Atlanta. Jennifer runs the websites in5days.tech and codeprep.io, which provide technical training on JavaScript topics, and she is also the the host of the Code Prep podcast. So Jennifer, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? First of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm very honored to be here. To give you a little bit more details about myself, I am a a senior software engineer working for Stanley Black & Decker in Atlanta, Georgia in the US. Uh, I've been actively involved with Women Who Code Atlanta which is the local chapter for women who code here in Atlanta. We're very proud that we've built that chapter up over the last couple of years, basically from start to one of the 10 most active women who code chapters in the world. And now I'm starting to work on doing training and providing those trainings for others. So that gives you a quick, quick overview of myself. Right. Excellent. So how did you get involved in the uh, women who code? I got involved with them because I wanted to attend a coding boot camp. And I attended a coding boot camp at the age of 51. And Women Who Code has this program called Code Jams, where you would show up and everybody could work on anything that they wanted to do related to programming. And as part of my coding boot camp, we were required to do six weeks of pre course material. And I attended the code jam with the hope of having somebody there that could help me out with my pre-work that I needed for my coding boot camp. And that's how I started working with women who code by just attending, learning about it. And then after I graduated from my coding boot camp, kept going to meetings. And then, you know, last year and this year, I'm on the leadership committee for women who code Atlanta. Great. Okay. Um, So Jennifer, Can you share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they perhaps don't know and should? Based on my years of experience, the one thing that I could recommend to anybody is to go out and create a public presence. You can easily find pretty much anything about anything today on the internet. And if you take the time to create your own public presence, It will benefit you so much in the long run. And what involves in creating a public presence could be nothing more than creating a Twitter account and tweeting on a regular basis about tech or things related to tech. You can create your own personal website or blog and just write about that. Several people will post on a regular basis to things like Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn You can also go out and start talking at meetups or conferences. Uh, 
you can just take out your camera on your your phone and start recording videos um, and make those available. All of those are available to you because then what it allows you to do is people start seeing what you're doing and that you're creating. Then that allows you to become an expert in areas and then potential companies will seek you out for employment. Conferences will seek you out for speaking. But if I had to give one great, unique career tip, it would be to go out and create a public presence in one of those areas or more than one of those if you wanted to. Sure. So obviously you mentioned Twitter in particular. Uh, Are there any other platforms that you would recommend? Twitter, I think, is the most interesting one because that's where most people will find you. LinkedIn, I think, is also important to have that you have a very detailed profile on LinkedIn. But then LinkedIn also gives you the ability to write articles and post out that are shared through all of the people that are on LinkedIn worldwide. So I think that's another great area. You know, the other ones, if you're looking like Instagram and Pinterest, it's really more geared toward pictures and not really content. But another one that I think is a good one to go into would be like YouTube. And you can easily create videos and put those out there. Yep. Great. Okay. They're all useful pieces of advice. Definitely. So Jennifer, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Well, it actually wasn't a single moment. It was a six-month process that I went through. And it is going out and failure to determine what the work environment would be in a company that you might be considering working for you know, within the tech industry. There are always companies that are renowned for having a great work environment. People, you know, would kill to work for those types of companies. And then you've got, you know, companies that have the reputation of of just being on the opposite end of the spectrum. And I had a company reach out to me as a result of, you know, like I mentioned earlier about my public presence and, and offered me a job and it was a great salary. It was um, a lot of benefits. And I turned it down initially. And then they came back a few months later and said, you know, we would love to work with you. Would you reconsider? And I decided at that point to leave a company that I was happy with to go work at this other company. And I was there for six months to the day. And just the work environment was just incredibly poor Um, So my worst experience in my life was to not put that due diligence in to find out about the the work environment before taking that job. Right. Is there any particular way you would go about doing that in advance? Well, you can always find out information about a company, you know, by just Googling them on the internet or talking to people that are currently working at that company. What I did was, you know, they reached out to me. It wasn't I was looking for them. And when they came back the second time, I was like, okay. And, you know, I did just one interview in-house and just didn't take the time to find out about it. You know, if you look at people that are currently employed at that company or had worked at that company and you're finding that they have a very high turnover, that's a clear red flag that there's something wrong going in that people are 
are willing to jump ships so quickly. Yeah, they're very true. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Oh, absolutely. Um, Something I'm very proud of is that um, the end of last year, I became a Google developers expert. And it has got to be one of the biggest highlights of, of my life and my career of being able to get that award. Because if you consider all of the developers that are out there, I mean, just hundreds of thousands of them that are out there, Google just bestows that distinction of a Google developer expert on a very select few group of people that they see are the industry leaders that contribute the most in terms of giving back to the community, sharing their knowledge with their technical skills and so forth. And I became a Google developer expert. You can't apply for the program. You have to be nominated by somebody currently in the program. And you go through, you know, multi-layers of interviews. You have to show how much you've contributed to the community. And only then, if they think that you meet their standards, did they award you that distinction. And here in the U.S., they have different tracks, but the area that I'm in is in web technologies. And in the United States, there are only 60 developers in the entire United States that they have awarded that distinction to. So, it's clearly my career highlight and the greatest moment in my life was to be able to, to go to my mother's house and pull up the website and show her that I had won that. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, great. I mean, that's fantastic to be in such a, a small group of celebrated individuals. That's fantastic. Thank you. So, Jennifer, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? I think the the pace of change and the opportunities that, that creates. You know, for example, in my life, I have two distinct terms of education in regards to to technology. First, I graduated from university before IBM introduced the PC. And second, I earned my MBA before the internet came out. And So in my life, I've seen things where the only thing that you could learn was to be a mainframe programmer. And then when the mid-range computer came out, you had that. And then the computer came out. And then now you have tablets and you have smartphones. And the one thing that I think is exciting is that the pace of change that's out there and that it opens up new doors of opportunity every time that there is a change in the industry that people can come into and take advantage of it and provide themselves with, you know, a highly rewarding career in that field. Very much so. I I totally agree. Um, In in terms of obviously change, uh, devices in particular are the things that have changed probably the most over the last, certainly 12 years since the sort of advent of the iPhone and so forth. But um, I, I presume the software evolution as well is still something that's very much going to continue and probably something that probably provides the most opportunity. I think it does because, you know, things are changing. Like, you know, now I can talk to an Alexa device on my, on my countertop and order things from the store. I can order dinner. I can check the weather, determine what is going on. I, my smart refrigerator 
Um, I can have it set to do certain things at a certain time. Just so many different things that are going on and that somebody is going to have to create the, you know, the programming skill sets to control all of these devices that are coming out there. I mean, even looking at cars, you know, you've got uh, the ability to be able to talk to your radio and have it do things for you. Just so much opportunities is available. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, actually, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I had this happen to me not once, but twice. The f- first time that attracted me to it was my father, when I was young, purchased one of those do-it-yourself robot kits and a Commodore 64 computer. And I spent months putting that robot kit together and learning how to use it and you know, decided that I wanted to do more of that and, and to get into programming because of, of that computer. And that's how I got into tech initially. And then I retired at the age of 51 and I was retired. And after about a year and a half of being retired, I had the second time that got me interested in a career in IT. And I walked into a Barnes and Noble bookstore here in Atlanta. And when you walk in the door, they have these clearance racks and they have books that they'll put out there that they usually sell for like a dollar. And I picked up a book on JavaScript programming. And I worked through that book and started learning the syntax and how to do things with JavaScript. And I decided that I had such a passion for programming when I did it years earlier before I retired. And I decided I wanted to come out of retirement and go back into programming just simply because of that book. So those were the two times I was interested in in tech. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? I would say invest in yourself. Clearly do that because as we mentioned earlier, the, the tech industry changes so rapidly, approximately every three to five years, things change. You know, like I, in my lifetime, I've seen mid-range computers, um, mainframe computers, PC computers, tablets, phones, you know, your smart fridge and everything else like that. And the only way to keep up in an industry that changes so frequently is that you have to invest in yourself. And you have to invest in learning the skills that will allow you to to learn these new technologies that are coming out that don't exist today, but will exist in five years from now, and be able to, to take advantage of that. And if you invest in yourself, then you allow you, you the opportunity to, to ride the waves of change to new and better opportunities for yourself. And I presume... Um when you, when you talk about investing in yourself, it can be any way as well in terms of the way you learn. So books, videos, courses, just attending conferences, those sorts of things as well. Correct. Okay. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would focus on learning tech skills as quickly as possible and today you have the opportunity of doing like a coding boot camp in which you can learn 
to do programming in three months or six months or something like that. I would follow that track for learning versus spending four years to, to get a college degree for a couple of reasons. Because if you focus on a four-year college degree, you're going to end up being burdened with somewhere from you know, fifty to $100,000 in student loans potentially. If you did a coding boot camp, and let's say it was a six-month coding boot camp, and you can get a job, and after a year, you're in a new career. And if you compared it to that same person that started at the time that you started a coding boot camp, they started college. By the time they graduate from college, you would have three years of work experience under your belt. So you have three years of income. You don't have that debt. And over time, over over your lifetime, you're going to be so much better off. So if I had to start over again, I would definitely focus on learning tech skills as quickly and efficiently as I possibly could. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I am focusing on basically trying to get as many women and underrepresented groups into tech as I possibly can over the next approximately four years. And the reason why I say four years is because I have a hard stop that I'm looking at in my life and that I'm going to probably in four years retire again and just hang it up and, and be done with working. And during that time frame, I want to be able to provide as much opportunities as I can to women in underrepresented groups to get them into tech so that they have the ability to take advantage of a career that's going to be high paying and, you know, you don't have to worry about it becoming obsolete down the road. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? It's going to be easily networking. And networking, what it does is it opens doors to opportunities for yourself. It also gives you the opportunity to open doors of opportunities for others. When I graduated from my coding boot camp after I came out of retirement, I got a job working at CNN. And one of the co directors for Women Who Code that I met at the code jam initially when I was learning what I needed, my skills that I needed before attending, we had a job opening and I reached out to the code director and I said, are you looking? And she said, yes. And I put her resume on my manager's desk and she got hired and she still works there today. And we just recently made an offer for another person at Women in Code to come and work in my department um, at Stanley Black and Decker. And this opportunities that you've gotten, the people that have helped me out all came about because of networking and being able to help others. And then they turn around and they help you. And it's clearly that one skill set will take you further than any other skill set that you will have. Yep. Absolutely. Networking in particular is a very, very useful skill to have. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer, finally, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? IT is 
a career choice that has many opportunities available to you. The one thing that it's unique compared to most any other career path that you might choose is that most people will not spend their entire working careers working for one company. If you look at like my mother's generation or even my grandmother's generation, people would come out of school and they would work for a company and they would work there forever and they would retire and they would get their golden watch and and get their pension from that company. Tech is unique in that we don't have that. And it's the average person usually will spend two years to five years working for a company. It's very rare to find somebody in tech that's worked for a company more than five years. So if you realize that, then you realize that the only way in this industry to move up or to open the doors to new opportunities or new skills is that you're going to have to end up changing jobs and just be aware that that's just one of the the side effects of, of tech. And if you take advantage of that, then you can actually create your own opportunities for your career. Yep. I agree with that. Um, I think there's, there's um, an element that sort of ties the the pace of change with that sort of turnover, if you like, of uh, people who work in companies within IT. Yes. And Jennifer, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Um, it's very easy to get a hold of me on Twitter or LinkedIn or, you know, if you want to look at my, my repos on GitHub. All of my handles for that is rat race grad. It's easy to remember because if you, you know the term rat race, and I graduated from the rat race, which is, you know, my monitor I gave myself before I retired at 51. So I'm on Twitter at rat race grad, LinkedIn is rat race grad. My GitHub is rat race grad. My email is ratracegrad at gmail.com. And you can find out more about me by easily visiting my website, which is appropriately jenniferbland.com. And I'll be glad to answer any questions anybody has if they want to reach out to me. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.